Welcome to the Northgate Church Podcast from the heart of Chester in the UK. So I wanted to talk about, well, we all are talking about identity, but I thought let's bring it back to the start of what is identity, um, where are we going to get it from, and why does it become important to us? Why is it important to really know our identity? So <clears throat> I listened back to um, everything that everyone else has said, because I thought, first of all, I don't want to say what they've already said. And then it's also good to just remind ourselves where, uh, where we've been. So we had a few um, things already here, and um, Lynn spoke back in September, which seems a long time ago when I really looked at the date, and we're saying about how lies can really affect and blur our identity, and we're not quite sure where we are a lot of the time, but we really need to accept being in the vine. She was speaking about um, uh, from John, and actually the same passage that I'm looking at a bit later on as well, but on a slightly different take, about how we need to just accept living and being in the vine and not uh, accepting the lies that have been to, uh, spoken to us. Ian was then with us a couple of weeks later, and he said that God doesn't want us to just work on what our behaviours are, but if we fully accept our identity, then our behaviours will fall in line. He was looking at this primary identity that will impact our culture. Steve then talked about uh, brokenness and allowing us to find peace after that and and having that restoration. And then Guy then talked about, um, because Jesus is, I am, and he talked about various examples um, with the, the light um, shining in the darkness. And he said that because Jesus is the light, the light is in us and we are in the light. Okay, And we need to just kind of bring that all around and, and really try and accept these things in our lives truthfully. Oh, skipping away, giving away my pictures. Um, so, this is kind of what I'm saying, but this is just the... Broad bit. So our identity can come from many different places. We can take it from who we are in our families, in our jobs, where we come from. Could be which football team we support. Hence me and I having a little bit of a joke about Newcastle Southampton this afternoon and how Southampton are going down. Um, (laughs) And often these things, apart from football allegiances, can change. And so it's not great to take our uh, identities from these places, okay? Because they're, they're not going to be clear and we need something that's going to be solid forever. And there's always going to be something that can change and knock us down if we're taking those things as our temporary identities. Individual identities can change when we come into groups, you might, we've, we've all got these individual identities and then we come together here as, as Northgate Church. We go somewhere else and we're all part of a, a workplace or whatever. And how are we kind of identifying as ourselves or as a group? If I take the church football team, we've got lads from all over the place. We've got some in Chester, some from up in the world, some over in North Wales. And they're all coming together to play under Northgate Church, even if they don't believe what we believe, they're playing as Northgate Church and under those values. And so having that identity as a team and as a club enables everybody else to kind of buy into that. It's often, under, it's often clearest when our identity is under threat. 
So when somebody's trying to challenge what is our identity, then we say, well, no, this is what we are. This is what we are standing on. And this is where my pictures here come in. So at the top, we've got a couple of pictures there of the um, Team GB and Team England uh, World Athletics Relay Team and the Commonwealth Games Relay Team literally a few weeks later. And three of the four of them are exactly the same um, people, but they're representing Great Britain in one, and a few weeks later, they're representing England. So I wonder how they felt in terms of, well, I'm doing, well, probably thinking maybe they're doing it personally. This is what I want to achieve in life, and this is what I'm doing. Maybe they're thinking, I'm doing this for Great Britain. This is the bigger thing. And then they come together, and it's just England. You wonder how they're going to feel in those representations of who they are playing for. We've got the World Cup coming up in a few weeks' time. The Football World Cup, we've got all the cricket and the Rugby League World Cups going on at the minute as well, where you've got people from all their different clubs that will have their rivalries all at once, and then they come together to play for whoever. If we are thinking about our identity, we're thinking about how it can affect us, how we think about ourselves, how we act. It can affect our past, it can affect our futures, and everything that goes on, we can think of ourselves very, very differently if we're not sure on our identity. So I want us to think about where we really, truthfully, think our identities are, and what we think of ourselves and how we describe of ourselves. But I just want us to watch this little video first, if we can play that one, Eddie and... Lionel, can I just make it? Can I get you a drink? Yeah, something soft, I'm driving. Parking's an absolute nightmare around here, isn't it? Had to reverse into the tiniest of spaces. Still, I managed it. I mean, parking's not exactly brain surgery, is it? <laughs> and I should know. Why is that? Are you a doctor? Careful. Not a doctor. I'm a brain surgeon. Big difference. Big difference. Yeah, I actually know a joke about this. What's the difference between a doctor and a brain surgeon? One's not exactly brain surgery. The other is brain surgery. <laughs> So, uh, what do you guys do? I'm an accountant. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I could do with an accountant. Filling in those tax forms can get really confusing, can't it? Still, it's not exactly brain surgery, is it? I mean, brain surgery, believe me, is very complex. Are you an accountant too? Uh, no, I work for a charity. Oh, that's a very selfless job, isn't it? I really admire you. I don't think I could ever do what you do. I say that because it's emotionally draining, not because it's hard. <laughs> I mean, it's not exactly brain surgery, is it? <laughs> Which, as a brain surgeon, is what I do. Lionel, here's your drink. Lionel's a brain surgeon, you know. <laughs> yeah, he mentioned it. <laughs> oh, Jeff, I keep you late at the Space Centre. As always. Have you met Lionel? Uh, no, hello, Lionel. So, Jeff, how do you earn a crust? Uh, oh, I'm a scientist. I, I work mainly with rockets. It's, <laughs> it's, um, it's pretty tough work. Um, what do you do? Well, I don't mean to boast, but uh, I'm a brain surgeon. Brain surgery? <laughs> Not exactly rocket science. <laughs> I've watched that so many times. <laughs> and still, even though when you know what's coming, it's still very funny. Um, but it's just, <laughs> as well as being very funny, um, 
it's a real indication of actually there's always somebody that can knock you down. If your identity is in your job or whatever it is, there's somebody who's going to come along and, um, and knock that um, away. So I want you to just um, have a little chat now in the, in the tables that you're on and um, discuss these three questions. How would you introduce yourself to somebody um, new? If you've got somebody new on your tables, then fantastic. That's a really good opportunity to practice that. Um, and describe yourself to somebody else. How, what are you? Who are you? What do you, you know, how do you describe yourself? Um, and do you feel like your identity can change in different groups? Okay, so I want you to just disc uh, discuss those three questions. And if you feel like you've gone through all those and you've got lots of money times, there's a little bonus question for you at the bottom there as well. Um, so have a little discussion for a few minutes, okay, and um, we'll come back and, and see what we think. So have a little chat amongst yourselves. So, how was that? That was lots of nice little chat going on over there. So, who's got any golden nuggets of answers? Go on then, Sally. What do you... Oh, we've got the mic there. We're just laughing in our group. <laughs> so, when people say, who are you? You know, very gently, I'll say, I'm a world changer. And then they'll say, why? And I'll say, well, every day I'm teaching children and I hope to change their world in some way. I like that. I like that. I'm a world changer. That's what I'm going to tell everyone now. Um, <laughs> anybody else want to share everything? You could just shout it out or whatever. Go on, Al. Uh, I was with Andy and Rach. Uh, my name's Al. And uh, we... We, Andy and I have touched on this a few times in the past, and it, we were trying this thing of, like, it's, it's actually very difficult to find a way to describe yourself without starting alluding to your different identities. And, you know, for, as, as a, a middle-aged guy, I typically, it's my work and my family. They're my two things. So I've been trying really hard not to use either of those two things and suddenly realise, well, I've got nothing to say, you know? What do I talk about? And then for me, it became... Well, the thing is something that makes me different from everyone else. So in the north, I say, and I'm from the south. And then Andy said, well, what happens when you go down south? I said, well, I say I'm from Chester in the north because you're trying to just do something different. So it's quite a funny thing introducing yourself because it can vary a lot when you're not allowed to say your job and your family. I like that a lot. It comes on to one of my points later, which is great. Anybody else got any things about how it might um, change in different situations or groups. Heather. Uh, we were talking about cultural um, heritage, really, um, and Danny was saying how he feels that he's, it's like family now coming in here, but he's getting used to some of our differences, and that's it. You know, you come with different cultures, um, you know, we can even be, you know, like down south, growing up down south, there's certain ways <laughs> that are different to up here. You know, um, you know, people don't talk to you on the transport, whereas up here, people do. You know, so <laughs> it, it's getting used to those different situations and applying yourself into the, to fit into that culture, but also keeping your own culture as well. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, there is lots of that. Oh, we've got one more, go on. Yeah, in our group, we are trying to discuss one point also, culture, and then we are talking about nationality. Sometimes nationality is very hard to, to tell people 
is where you are from. Yeah, and that's why the, the kind of the GB in the England kind of um, changes there. Can I just pop that button down there? Don't know, it's enough. Um, there is those those differences there about where you're from and, and how that can change all the time. Um, we had a, a little chat over here about the, that is that main thing of quiz shows, wasn't it, we mentioned. If someone comes onto a quiz show, oh, um, where do you come from, what do you do? And that's the, the kind of basic introduction of what you are. But then we said, well, if that all kind of gets stripped away, um, then who are we? Um, this is um, a, a model here of like, it's quite old now in terms of a psychological model, but it's a part of something that I teach, or well, actually it's not on the spec anymore, but it used to be part of the um, year 10 and 11 um, BTEC sport course that I teach at school. Um, and it has this, this psychological core at the middle of it. Um, it's broadly relevant. Um, so if we are looking at who we are, we've got who we are at the very centre of this. What is the real you? And then around that, you will have your typical responses to any situation. And that will be dependent on who you are and what is your core of your, your psychology or your identity. And these can be learned as you go. And then all the way around the outside of that, um, you've got these role-related behaviours where in certain situations, your behaviours may change slightly um, because of situations or, or wherever you are. So if I talk about um, myself as uh, playing football, um, this is the example that I would always give as I was teaching it anyway, um, my psychological core, my kind of who I am generally, I'm a very calm person. Um, I tend to be quite calm. Abby gets very frustrated sometimes when um, I'm more calm and certain situations don't need to be so calm. Um, but I tend to just, yeah, I'll be, be quite calm. So my typical response, if, uh, you know, if I get fouled or something in a game, I'll just kind of let it go and wave it off. Um, or if a referee makes a, a bad decision, I can be quite easily like, well, fine, it happens, and we move on. But then if we're in a very competitive big game or there's something big going on and I'm needing to lead people and try and G everybody else up for a game, then perhaps that point, I'll actually get a bit more competitive and, and not be like that. But then when I'm leading the church team, I have to then also make sure that I'm, you know, being that role in that as well. So all of our identities will impact our behaviours as we go. But if we are clear on that centre part, then it makes everything else easier. If our identity or our psychological core isn't clear and it's not secure, then everything else around it can start to go away and it can start to kind of become, well, unstable. If we put Jesus at the centre of that point, then everything else should be okay. <laughs> it should, should at least be centred on him and, and our responses and our behaviours are going to be much more like that. Like going back to what Ian said a few weeks back, if we sort out our primary identity in Jesus, then the culture around it will follow rather than us trying to sort out everything else around it and then put that in afterwards. Our identity can often come from who we are not. We had this from, from Al here. I'm from from the south, I'm not from actually up here when I'm down here. Um, but if we take it from who we are, 
then we can actually live a bit more boldly. And so some of this stuff, particularly around that national identity that we mentioned, um, was some stuff that I actually did some research on in, in uni a um, long, long time ago now. Um, where, yeah, I've written here, like, like you did, Al, if I was talking to someone about where I'm from what, back when I was growing up, it'd be, I'm, I'm from Normie, I'm from Normanton, I'm not from Altoffs, or I'm, not, I'm from Yorkshire, but I'm not from Lancashire, or I'm not from Cheshire now, I would say, um, but I'm from England and not Wales, and particularly the Welsh have a very I'm not from England kind of thing, but there's big historical reasons for all of that, and then we would come together to be the UK and not... France or America or whoever. But that is all just who we are not. And if we think about who we are, then we're a bit more bold to go across. And then I'd completely forgotten I'd written this stuff until I was reading it um, in my essay from years back. And then it was quite a nice point that links to today about the British Empire um, and how they were just confident in we are brilliant. And they just took everything that they did around the world. Now, Yes, obviously not all of that was good. Um, but they took around with them, you know, language and sport and trade and all the rest of it and religion and, and everything that they did because they said, this is who we are and we're going to take it. So if we are clear in we are in Jesus, then we can take that around with us everywhere because we are looking at who we are and not who we are not. And so this is where I come to the Bible which is always a good place to be looking at when we're up here. Um, John 15 again. As mentioned, Lynn had come from this um, a while back. But um, Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But if you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that is thrown away and withers. So clearly, it is best for us to just make sure that we are living in the vine and being in the branches. And part of what Lynn was saying was that we don't really have to do much more than just accept that we are a part of this bigger vine and we are just the branch and God will bear the fruit through as if we just cling to him and the word and all the rest of it. But if we just accept that and live as that, it's much easier. And in Ephesians 1... um, When you heard the good news, you believed in Christ. And in Christ, God has put a special mark on you by giving you the Holy Spirit that he had promised. So we are literally marked and sealed and set apart as God's people to do more. Okay, and be more. So it's just about are we fully accepting who we are and living as it? Are we saying, I am a follower of Jesus rather than I am a teacher or a world changer. Um, is that what we are going to say to people when we um, introduce ourselves? So final bit really of, of discussions, I just want you to answer these questions. If we are to be more fully and deeply aware of our identity in Christ, how, how might it actually affect our lives? Will it? You, you know, you might already have this completely sorted, maybe not. Would you describe yourselves differently? Would you think of yourselves differently if we fully got this? Would you act any differently? And if we think that that is something worth pursuing, then how can we actually go and grasp that more fully? Is it about just telling ourselves this every day? Is it about telling other people this every day? 
So I just want you to discuss those things, um, just any other practical ideas you might have, and then again, I'll just pull a few out of you, and then we'll um, finish. All right? Discuss. Right. So, lots to, to discuss and lots of, of questions going on. Some complaints on my table that I'm making everybody work too hard this morning. Um, but that's the whole point of, I, I, if I'm teaching, I don't want to do more work than the kids. So, um, yeah. I'm a, yes, I'm a world changer. So, um, any, any kind of burning thoughts or answers or anything like that? We've got that mic about. I'll just... Thanks, uh, Johnny, for what you're bringing to us today. Because um, um, it's, what struck me particularly was your illustration of the core of us, of us. And and then we all want Jesus to be at the centre, as you've said. And I just wanted to share something that I had read the other day, which has really helped me to visualise that in a slightly better, slightly easier way for me to understand. Um, because I often compare myself with other people thinking that they have that got this, you know, they've got this. And we, want, we all want to put Jesus at the centre and have him first in our lives. Um, and we, there's a model which says, you know, put Jesus first, then family, work, and the list of what we should use to do, to prove or to show that we have put Jesus first. And I often feel, well, I've really failed on that one. But I read something the other day that really has helped me to put, to visualise how to put um, God first and have Jesus at the centre and it was um, um, a model of imagining my life as a pie um, in slices but Jesus at the centre of that pie and that if I am able to and we all want to to say Jesus influence every slice of that pie so that um, and sometimes the spirit might lead lead me to be spending more time in that slice of the pie but Jesus can be in all of that today um, and it's really just helped me and <laughs> have I said any I mean did I say anything else differently because I can't remember what I said to you all now is that okay so it was, it's just been really helpful and what you're bringing today is just wonderful about putting Jesus at the centre of our lives and who we are then so um if I see myself as a pie, <laughs> see, uh, I, feel, I feel freer to spend more time perhaps in one slice today because that's how it is today for me today. But Jesus can be in that as well. Love that. Love that. We can all think about some pie some more. And every time, next time we eat your pie, we've all got that in mind. So thank you very much. Has anybody else got anything they'd like to share on anything? We've got a couple. Thank you, Johnny. Um, for, me, for me, it's about... Um, if you think about a vine, in order for a vine to thrive, it has to be planted in the right place. It needs water and sunshine to produce fruit. That's, that's kind of what it, it needs. But uh, I, I find that, that um, the heart of the matter is spending time with Christ. 
because when I've been in his presence, then the fruit, the, the fruit of who I am is there, if you see what I mean. And when I don't, when I give uh, time with God amiss, there's a difference. There's a difference how I, how I handle things. But um, I, Angela brought this verse up, which is from 2 Corinthians 3. Uh, now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord. And so, I mean, I feel it all the time. I could wear a T-shirt saying, work in progress. <laughs> yeah, the Lord's not... Please have patience, the Lord hasn't finished with me yet. But, um, but he is doing the work in us. He is doing that work, so our identity. It, it becomes more obviously Christ-like, although that is who we are from the, from the work. It, it, he's done the work, and he is at work, taking us from one degree of glory to another. That's great. Really nice kind of way of exactly how we do this, spending more time with him. Steve, will you... I think you just put your phone there. I'll just have one more and then I'll wrap it up. I thought Al was defined by his beer on a Friday night, but then you got another story. No longer. We were just talking about our own identities here because um, both of us have got heritage that is not English. And so the whole of my life it's been, well, I know my heritage has always been different, but I've always been brought up in the church environment so knowing who Jesus was and who Father God was but it's struck me more when I've worked for when I worked for a Japanese company or then I worked out in the community company that people knew that I was a Christian and it seemed to change the way they would relate to me sometimes good sometimes bad and the bit that we talked about together here was when I meet another Christian and I know they're a Christian, I have a different sense underneath. It seems to underpin everything in a different way. Whether it starts to define behaviours or expectancy or judgments, I'm, I'm not sure, but I have, there's a different sense with people that are Christian, even if they're doing the same things on the surface. Thank you very much, Steve. So, loads of different ideas here and, and ways that we are kind of identified and all the rest of it. And just want to finish with um, a song. Um, I'm not going to sing it. Um, um, Everything by, by Tim Hughes, and it basically just comes back to that. Um, and it, we want um, Jesus to just be our everything. And if he's in the middle of it, then everything else should um, go from that. So um, Rich is just going to play that, and you can kind of reflect and even just discuss whilst that's on. Um, and then I don't know if Lynn wants to kind of just close. I'll leave the mic over here for Lynn. Um, but yeah, Rich, if you can play that, and then I'll hand over to Lynn to finish. Thank you.
Christ in me, Christ in me, Christ in me, the 
Thanks for listening to the Northgate Church podcast. Find out more at northgate.org.uk or find us on social media by searching Northgate Church Chester.